1: this is the piffles podcast that's the johnny mckeg band we are your saskatchewan rough riders premier fan podcast and as always it's the one that doesn't suck and uh i mean i can't argue with an olympic gold medalist when they say that we don't suck it's it's true it's damn true thanks for joining us i'm alex
0: i'm steve and i'm not nate davis (laughs) wow
1: Back from Twitter, and that's how you do it. Give us a follow on Twitter at Piffles Pod. You can give
2: me a follow at Real Alex D. You can find me at Al Bradbury's worked three hundred and forty nine too many games.
0: That's a long Twitter handle.
2: Hey, I was the only one that could find it.
0: And do not give me any pity follows at Dragon Sports. That moratorium is officially over.
1: Oh, so so no
0: more no more pity follows. No more pity follows.
1: How many pity pity follows did you get?
0: Uh, a couple, one or two.
2: How many yeah. of them were porn bots?
1: Uh, one or two. <laughs> hey, doesn't matter. They listen to our show, so that's good. Piffle's podcast is brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. We got a bunch to talk about this week, so let's get to it. Time for the opening kickoff. Is this really episode 200? It is episode 200. Yeah,
0: yeah. We probably should have planned something. Good for it. Why? How How have we made 200 episodes? Like, I guess if you're self-published, you can't get canceled. Yet. Yet.
2: I, I just haven't called you guys into the meeting. It's mostly a laziness thing at this point. <laughs> well, speaking of lazy, that
1: was the second half of the Riders' uh, performance last week against the BC Lions. Riders losing thirty-two to seventeen, dropping the record to four and four. Things were looking great up seventeen to four. The offense had back to back scoring drives, moving the ball at will. The defense was fantastic. And then uh, the second quarter happened, and that was it. And twenty-eight straight points unanswered for the Lions. And I don't think I've been this cheesed out of game in quite a while.
2: Honestly, the Riders looked like me in high school. They couldn't score to save their lives. It was absolutely mm. embarrassing.
0: <laughs> I, I, had, I had a line there, but there might be children listening. Um, <laughs> that, so I ended up leaving because I got hit by a car, by the way. Uh,
2: I yeah, left. Doing,
0: by the way? Uh, Sorry, ribs, but I'm okay. Uh yeah, I got hit walking uh by a car. Anyway, so Did you learn your lesson. Never walk. Yeah, never walk. That's exactly. The car was
2: walking. Weird. Was it a yeah. transformer?
0: Yes. Uh, it, was, cool. it was Rodimus Prime. So <laughs> anyway, um, so I got I left for the lake later than I wanted to, so I had the joy of listening to the first half t- to one Michael Ballsey Ball. And then I got to the lake for the halftime. And then the way the second half was going, I wanted to go back into my car and listen to ballsy because it could have been more painful. That was terrible. I don't know what was worse. Listening to ballsy or watching the second half of that game. It was bad all around.
1: You could have put the game on mute and dubbed ballsy over top of it. Question mark. It
0: it, it
2: wouldn't
1: have improved. That's
2: just cruel and unusual punishment.
1: So the reason I was so cheesed at this game, and I, it, was, it was Jason Moss. It wasn't the fact that the defense got gassed again and couldn't stop anything in the second half. It was Jason Moss's absolute refusal to run the ball. And when you're looking out, and we've talked about the O-line, ad nauseum, everybody has. The Riders O-line, Terrible. Run the ball. That's their strength. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Quick passes. They couldn't get anything going. And to me, that came all down to Jason Moss. And I, the last time I was actually that mad watching a game was probably the 2000. Oh, what was it? It was the playoff game at Taylor Field where uh, Darian Durant.
0: Was a Michael Bishop it, game? It was the Michael Bishop game. That's right. Darian Duran's biggest ovation until the 2013 great cup 2008 the semi-final against BC was that what year was yeah, yeah 2008 because 2007 obviously we won 2009 we know what happened there 2008 Michael Bishop yeah so th- that this game got me to that level I'm like
1: what are you guys doing and it doesn't help when Duke Williams couldn't catch a cold Kean Schaefer Baker was dropping passes. Like it was just a god awful performance by that offense. And
2: quite frankly, they deserved to lose that game. You when you go up with a 13 point lead early in the second quarter and then decide that you don't know how to catch a ball. I mean, what what else can you say? It was it was absolutely embarrassing. It was tough to watch live. I couldn't imagine watching live and listening to the radio broadcast to go along with it that that might that might have done me in just nothing nothing went right but the hype around Nathan Rourke so so accurate like he's they, fantastic nothing he's, phases he's him he's the MOP right
0: now nothing phases him it it's you watch him he didn't care he was just chucking around
2: like he's that good the number of times we had guys in the backfield instantly and he just Two steps, went around it, never took his eyes off downfield and hit somebody. What did he end up, five incomplete passes? Like, the guy was just money.
1: Well, we all know changes have to happen. Something has to happen with this team. And, I, I, I mean, it's too late in the season to completely revamp an o-line it's not going to happen as much as people might think it will you can just bring in guys it doesn't happen that way especially with nfl training camps underway right now the, the pool's smaller until cuts start coming in but i don't i what needs to be done with this team because they're more practice line, rocks or cuts <laughs> they, well there's four so was was that enough is that that'll do it right That'll <laughs> that'll give the team the, the kickstart they need. Dude.
0: Like like I, I love your, your tweet and I and I responded back to it. It it was because you were hoping Natai Rogers out. I think a lot of us were. And clicking on that link, I had such high hopes. And as always, in right perfect writer fashion, I was dashed because nothing changed.
2: <laughs> how bad is Jamal Campbell? If he cannot beat out Natai Rogers as a Canadian, how bad do they see him? I I'm at a loss for words watching Natai Rodgers fumble his way through pass protection game in and game out. That's that right there is the problem.
0: He legit got blown out. Someone went all the way around him. He didn't even get a hand on him. Like he waved that and he goes, went by. Looked he like a little kid waving head. out a car window. Bye.
1: And the thing is, it's not even like it's it's the defense the the DN's making great plays or you know you see Charleston Hughes doing the dips and the spins and whatnot. You see guys doing that. It's not like they're doing that. They're just flat out just going through him or going around him. Like, that's that's unacceptable. And I don't know what the hell Craig Dickinson's doing, but whatever he's doing is not working. And Jamal Campbell, could he be any worse? Apparently, because that's why they're not going to play him. I think when all the receivers get healthy, when you get Kyron Moore and Shaq Evans back, just to make do with the, the ratio, you might have to play Jamal Campbell then. But why are they not doing it now? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, sure, Natai Rogers might be a better run blocker. But we just saw Jason Moss refuses to run the ball, even though that's their strength. So what's the point?
2: They know better than us? <laughs> Question mark? They, but, they're getting but, paid more than us about football? That's That's about where it ends.
1: I don't know. They didn't have Kurt Angle do their intro, so you're not wrong. Uh, but show me the lie. Yeah, um, I I don't know what the answer is because something drastic needs to change with this team. But with it being mid season right now, I don't know that there's anything drastic that can happen. To me, this is it's a culture thing. When you look at their body language, Duke Williams drops a pass and he just he. He stares back at Cody Fajardo. Yeah, a couple of those passes were a little bit behind. But Duke, you're making $250,000 a year. You're a top paid receiver in the league. You've got to start making some of these catches. And his head's not in the game. It, it's just like these guys aren't focused. So other than benching guys, which Craig Dickinson is
2: not going to do, I don't know what you can do. The the biggest thing they need to do is get healthy. That That'll be a huge help on the defensive side, which... They desperately need. They're running off of one starting defensive lineman, but offensively, I don't know. There is no fix. the The fix is the O line, and unless somebody, somebody's shocking gets cut in NFL cuts in the weeks to come, what do you do? You you make it. Tr- People are saying trade Duke Williams for a for a starting O lineman. There's not a team in the league that's trading you us a starting O lineman. No. Zero chance. They're looking at us, going, you. They're a, we're we're a good offensive lineman away from being a competitive team.
0: Like Dakota Shepley's not walking through that door, unfortunately. No. So I yeah I don't know what the answer is this season, unfortunately. Like they got to get their crap together. That's the only thing that's going to happen. Somehow this team, this offensive line needs to get get everything on the same page. But at this point, I don't know what it is.
2: As we watch watch Montreal or Winnipeg and Calgary just run away with the top of the West. Are we playing for fourth at this point? Is people is that our only that, way in? People
1: keep saying that's the best route anyway because you're not oh, going to no. Calgary and Winnipeg. It's never been done before. How is it the best route? It's <laughs> not because it's never happened.
2: And we're the only team to lose to a team out East. So also... Let's... Let's definitely go out East.
0: The the closest team to ever do it was the Riders and they left uh, too much time on the clock for Ricky Ray. Uh, Well, sorry, uh, Cody Fajardo to get the final touchdown against us.
1: Well, it's sure looking right now with the way that they're playing and with this upcoming schedule, like this is the, this was the cupcake part of their schedule and they're four and four and trending downwards. So you got, Three games against Winnipeg, back to backs against Calgary to end the year. You have Edmonton, who's been playing a lot better. You're playing them a couple times. You have Hamilton as well.
0: Like we we got to finish like August yet? No, it's not snapped over. It's like August.
2: No, oh, no lie August.
0: No. no, no, no. Sorry. Also, everybody, quit calling the lines the Leos. It's fine once, but you every time you... Ah! Sorry, that's, uh, that's, that's going back to the commentary.
1: Ugh. Did you learn your lesson? Never listen. <sighs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I don't know what else to say about that game. Like, it was just a big, giant piss-off, to be honest. It was looking great, and then they just completely just looked like they stopped caring. They got complacent, and then they got blown out in the second half.
0: Twenty-eight straight points. We didn't even get across half. Like we weren't even in. In we got the best kicker in the league, and we still weren't in his range. That tells you how bad the second half was.
2: I know this. Well, what is what did we end up with? Like thirty-two yards.
1: Well, they had. There was a stretch where over a thirty-two play period, they had like two yards or something like that. It was absolutely ridiculous.
2: I feel like this entire season of, of Piffle's podcast is just going to be. Defense did what they could, offense sucked. Defense did what they could, offense sucked. I mean, we're just going to repeat oh. this section over and over again because until they do something, I can't see anything changing.
0: Actually, now, now that uh, Alex kind of brought it up, 2008, it reminds me a lot of 2008. The defense was decent, like really good, and the offense just couldn't click, whether it was Michael Bishop or rotating Giles in or rotating Daring in. They couldn't, get, they couldn't get stuff going. Like, I'll never forget that playoff game that Alex said frustrated him so much when Bishop threw his fourth pick, I was at that game and I remember looking down cause I was on the east side or sorry, West side. And I can't remember who was on the defense flipped one of the tables because they literally just got the ball back only for Bishop to throw away the next play. And then Darian came in and that was the biggest uh, ovation he ever got in his life. Like this team just can't get their crap together on offense. And It's frustrating. Like They should be good. Should be. They're terrible. Now, this is, I mean,
1: hindsight's twenty twenty here, obviously, but Cody Fajardo, I don't think he was bad. I don't think he was that good in this game. Now, again, with this benefit of, of looking back at it, would you have played him in this
0: game against BC?
2: Or no. would you have given, given him that extra week? 100% you should have given him the extra week.
0: They were going to, apparently. They were going to lose anyway, so they may as well give him that week to
2: get healthy. I mean, I realize it's a West uh, West Division four point game and what have you, but you need to you need him you need him healthy down the stretch. Giving him basically four weeks off between games would have been a much smarter decision than letting him getting getting smacked around behind that O line for another sixty minutes. Sorry, fifty two minutes. I guess our defense was on the field a little bit. Like, don't get me wrong, like, when the riders are
0: up and everything sounded decent, even though I was listening to Michael Ball, um, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to eat crow on this week's podcast, because I was totally in the, you sit, Cody, camp, doesn't matter, let me get healthy. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be eating crow on this one, and then I got to watch the second half and go, nope, I was right. That was a bad idea, because Cody was down a lot.
1: Yeah, Not sure what the answer is. Hopefully this week off, going back home recharges him, and he can actually get some rest and heal up that knee a little bit. Uh, but we'll see. They got uh, the Elks coming up in their next game coming up after the bye. That's the opening kickoff presented by Kathy Festian of Royal LePage Regina Realty. Let's get to our Churchill Brewing Company odds and end zones as we look around the league. And as we're uh, talking, we're doing this on Thursday night during the Montreal and, uh, winnipeg game which for the record we all picked winnipeg steve picked montreal but we'll uh
2: <laughs> we'll, hey. no as i'm watching this game i definitely picked winnipeg
1: <laughs> so but speaking of this game in montreal i don't know if i assume both of you guys saw this this alouette poutine helmet this snack helmet it's a full-size helmet i used to have a rider one way back in the day it's um, literally
0: it's a chip bowl it is a, it's chip, a chip bowl they are filling with fries and cheese curds and gravy and bacon. There's a bunch of stuff in it, man. I was like, but, but, yeah, it, but it's, it's
2: Montreal. So they're doing it right. And because some they a kind of maple good. sauce and yeah,
0: it, there,
1: there, yeah, there's a lot. And then the little face mask is a separate bowl and they have uh what? Salted caramel popcorn in there. Um, I would have just filled it with more poutine myself, but Hey, that's why I look the way I do. Um <laughs> Ninety bucks, which seems like a lot, but you get to keep the thing after. And the thing normally costs like what is it, forty or fifty bucks for one of Uh, those things? Forty bucks. So they're they're making
0: they're making a good buck on it. Don't get me wrong; it's it's a little overpriced, but
1: if you can can feed two or three people with it, which is what it's meant to do, all of a sudden that's not a bad price.
2: Nobody I've seen is buying it for three people.
1: Well, of course not. Um, My my question to you guys. If the riders were to do this, what should be in that? Pierogies? It's kind of got to be pierogies
2: and sausage, right? Like Ukrainian sausage? I mean, I mean watermelon, but who who would buy a bucket of watermelon? And is well, it just nothing. me, or if we kind of ran the gamut of the, the watermelon in Saskatchewan thing, you don't see it anymore.
1: Well, see, the thing I find about that is in Saskatchewan, it doesn't happen anymore. But when you look out east, games out west, like just road games, people always showing up wearing watermelon heads. No, I think it's just that this this weird little tradition, people still think it's a thing, even though it's not. So you only go to one game out east because you live in Toronto or something. You only go to the Toronto (laughs) game every year. Well, you think, oh, yeah, well, we are watermelon. Well, no, it's It's just tradition. It's not, though. It's not anymore.
0: (laughs) It hasn't been a thing in years. No. Like, I can't. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen. Right. It's been a while since I've seen a lot of them. I've seen, like, one or two, but not regularly. Like, it's not. Also, you got
1: to, like, blow dry it out because otherwise the juices just sit in there and still drip down your head the whole time. Like, oh.
2: And wasps absolutely hate that. Hate it. <laughs>
0: oh the old the old stadium wasps. Oh uh, man. They were a culture so, of their own. I'm surprised they didn't pick so up a child and carry it to their queen once.
1: So pierogies, sausage, set cabbage rolls maybe? In the Ryder one?
2: Is that what you guys would do? Maybe some kind of dessert. I don't know. Nanaimo bars seem to be a pretty common Saskatchewan thing. Butter tarts. With raisins. Without raisins. Yes. With, Damn, raisins. With, Without. with
1: raisins. Without.
2: With. Without. Alex says with raisins because he knows Amy won't eat them then. Even better.
0: More <laughs> for me. Uh, or you could, uh, I know, a Regina style pizza. Because usually they're that thick. Oh, just, just throw a Western pizza in there. Yeah. Or a like You get a the crust on the something? bottom, like fill the entire thing full of meat and sauce, put cheese oh. on it, bake it, and send it you know what? i'm
1: I'm, I'm in give me that yep let's go
0: (laughs) i'm telling you right now anyone out of uh, regina style pizza is the best pizza don't add me
1: i'm I'm curious if any other teams are going to pick up on this and do this maybe not this year but uh but in the future and do it in limited quantities kind of like montreal is so pretty cool thing i like seeing stuff like that so good here they'll fill it
2: here they'll fill it with a three-foot hot dog Just cut up into little bites. I have not pieces.
0: seen anyone carry one of those things around anymore. Are they even still a thing?
2: They are. Dylan wanted one at the soccer game last night. You see, I, you see, like, one every once in a while.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, that first year, you, all you saw was those giant boxes, and now I can't think of the last time. Yeah, I was
2: because everybody did it once and realized it was awful. It's
0: just the bun. That's so much bun. Like, good Lord. Well, you also had to do you had to get it dirty because if not, it was dry. So you needed that chili and cheese to yes get that make sure that bun didn't just uh, soak up everything. I'm um, taking a
1: look around the CFL. Ottawa hosting Calgary this week. We'll get to our pick'em in a little bit. But what I'm finding interesting about this is they're celebrating the 2016 Grey Cup team. <laughs> they're calling it Legacy Night in Ottawa. I have no problem for bringing back championship <laughs> I think that I think it's fine. Every team does it. It's whatever. 2016. One, That was only six years ago. So how bad has your franchise been since then uh. that you are reminiscing about six years ago already? That's ridiculous. Five year anniversary, I get that. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, all those those kind of numbers that makes sense to me.
2: Six. What? In fairness, it has been five seasons. So you you, you can maybe make the the uh, the play that it's been five seasons since that, that since that Grey Cup win. Also it's been five wins since that Grey Cup win, but I digress.
0: I'm waiting for Ottawa to get a cease and desist from the Nashville Predators for celebrating something completely stupid and arbitrary.
1: They're uh, just missing a banner going up tomorrow night. Oh, tomorrow. There, there
0: better be a banner. I want so, a banner uh,
1: and though and of all things they're not even bringing back Henry Burks like that was he was the whole reason why you guys won. you're not even bringing him back.
0: Did you tell him to shove it?
1: Well, probably just turned it around.
2: but damn I was gonna go there.
0: but
1: I think it's absolutely hilarious oh. like it's, it's it's like again fine. I don't mind celebrating teams every team does it, but like jeez, six years. You know, they're they're glory days. When you look back at it, their back-to-back Grey Cup appearances with the the loss in 15 to Edmonton, the win in 16 against Calgary, other than those two years, and even then, their records weren't that good those years, they've been god-awful. This has been a terrible franchise who's somehow gotten worse. I don't get it.
2: It, I, I do have to say kudos to their fans for sticking around through...
1: Great fans there. Great God,
2: garbage seasons. And what what I have to say is they should probably look at having this celebration away from Ottawa because Lord knows they're not going to get a win in front of this Grey Cup team in Ottawa. They've won, what, two home games in the last, was it three years? Two years, two and a half? Well, I guess two in the, in the full season or the shortened season. But they don't win. I've never seen a team better on the road. Than at home. The thing about, like,
0: you can take Ottawa and actually Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights as a as a sample size for what happens when you get a really really favorable expansion draft. Because the Golden Knights were really good right off the start, and Ottawa, besides that first season, once they got a few extra pieces, they were re- they were pretty good for two seasons, and then after that. And that's a scientific term.
1: <laughs>
0: so I, <just> <laughs> I don't know, uh, but like, yeah, Marshall Daysardan made kind of made a career, uh, like extended. Like he ran Campbell out of town because you know we had these two. I built this team. Well, yeah, when you had a really favorable expansion draft rules, you can do that, but obviously. That franchise, it's probably a good thing he had that, because if not, if he had to build that franchise from scratch, it would have sucked worse than it did now. It would have lasted less than the Renegades did. So, I don't know, Ottawa uh, Ottawa football fans, you got some bad teams. Bad teams. And uh, I had this debate,
1: well, I guess a little bit of a debate with uh, with Sheldon Jones, a good friend of ours, on Twitter, and it was about CFL fantasy football and how you. Sh- he thinks you need to fill all your spots. So the CFL fantasy football, you have a salary cap and you have to have two receivers, a flex, quarterback, two running backs, and a defense. I'm not a big fan of CFL fantasy to begin with. I'd much prefer the NFL style of actually having a draft instead of just picking different players every week. I'm not a big fan of the DFS style, at least not in the CFL when you can't really win anything. Um, Regardless, Sheldon says that people that, let's say they don't take a defense and spend that money on a better second receiver, says they're cheating the system. Do you guys agree with that? Or do you agree with me and my theory that I'm ripping off from Al Davis? Just win, baby. The point of the game is to score points and win. Doesn't matter how you get them. Just win
2: if If it wasn't allowed, it wouldn't be allowed simple as that, but I'm in a c the c f l podcast family Football League, and after the last couple of years, they made a rule this year that you have to have a full roster if you don't feel the full roster, you forfeit the game so the oh, year I, this year I'm in everybody has to do it but if it's if there's no rules on it. I don't care if you field three teams sp- by the, the highest four paid players and fill no other spots. If they go off, good for you. Yeah, I have no issues with it.
0: It's a risk and reward thing. Like, I, th- I do think the the pricing on the CFL Fantasy is completely broken. It makes no oh, sense. It's bad. It's it, bad. It, it literally makes no sense. Doug um,
2: Showing is still $5,800, which is
0: fine by me. I'll keep yep. on rolling them in.
2: I'll take him every week.
0: So that's all fine and good. Like, like Morrow and Hickson were like top running backs over top of start, like over starting other starting running backs. And I'm like, what is going on here? And they're like high up there. And I'm like Jason Moss never runs the ball. So, yeah. So the pricing's broken. I think that's part of the problem. So And the defenses are all way too high anyway uh, for what they actually contribute to your team. So, yeah, I can see why you wouldn't want to start a defense. But, yeah, the point is to win. And while it's not in the spirit of the game, it's one of those unwritten rules that we love.
1: Now, I mean, like I said, I'm a big NFL fantasy football player. I hate when people don't actually fill out a proper roster. But that's different because you actually draft guys and you should have a full roster whereas the CFL it's different because you're just picking guys every single week.
0: But I got screwed so hard a few years ago in NFL fantasy because Taysom Hill was listed as both a quarterback and a running back. <laughs> so, a guy I was playing with kept on just rolling him in, and so I was literally playing against two quarterbacks in one game, and I got screwed so bad. So, it happens. Like you find ways to win in fantasy. Whether you other people think it's fair. If the rules say you can do it, do it.
2: You want you want to get people playing a defense? Include uh, kick return and punt return points. Agreed. Because I'm sitting yeah, well, here going, yeah. I'm going up against a guy who's got Winnipeg's defense. They just ran a kickback. They've given up 14 points. He, They're worth four points. That's it. They got three sacks and one point for giving up 14 points. Bar, barring a pick six or a fumble return touchdown, you're not getting much out of your defense unless you go off like the Riders did the first couple of weeks. You got to you gotta find a way to balance that that roster spot out if you want people to pick it. Well, there we go.
1: Sheldon, I hope you're listening. Not cheating. And besides, Eddie Guerrero said it best. If you're not cheating, you're not trying.
0: No, that was uh, Jesse Body Ventura.
1: Uh, I'm didn't Eddie said that once, or maybe it was Chavo who said it. Chavo Guerrero, one of them said it for sure.
0: Win if you can, lose if you must, but always, always cheat. I'll be the brain demon. There you go.
1: Get our wrestling reference out of the way. We haven't done our Simpsons one yet.
2: Um, Alex is right. Eddie Guerrero was if you're not cheating, you're not trying.
1: Mm, There you go.
2: (laughs) Not, I don't know that because I'm not a big wrestling fan. I googled it because I'm a nerd.
1: Well, no enemy preview this week with the Riders on their bye week. But uh, question about the bye week: Can I still take the bye
0: week to win? What? Can I still take the bye week to win? Uh, Yes. Okay. Good. Um, Normally, I'd say
1: players should just go back, go home, and relax, and and just take the week off from football. I don't know if what the answer is with the riders and especially with how the last three weeks have gone for the team. Do you think the players should go home and unwind or should they stay around Regina and work and, and put in film work and, and stuff around the stadium? Is there a right answer to this?
2: No. It's really easy to say on the outside. Yeah, they should stay here and work. But a lot of these guys are, you know, they're leaving families back home to come work. We all, we all work with our family. You know, it's, it's hard to force them to stay here for I spent four months in Calgary
0: don't give me that garbage (laughs) (laughs) but no yeah speaking from yeah speaking from that like it's not the same so to speak but yeah when you're away from home for that long sometimes it's nice to get home see the family recharge the batteries just think of something that's not work related so and you come in with a fresh mindset maybe that's all some of these guys need who knows
2: Well, that's what Cody Fajardo said. He said he's looking forward to being a person rather than a football player. Right. I mean, for them, his wife is is pregnant too. Right. So he's going to go see her, especially in a market like this, where you're, (laughs) if you're a writer, people know who you are, you know, they don't get the chance to wind down at all. They don't get the chance to be anything but that football player. So I I think they, they definitely deserve it. They need that home cooking for a week and come back refreshed and, and ready to go. And, see what happens from there.
1: And I tend to agree with that because I thought that, I mean, I, I do see some people saying they should stick around. And obviously if things aren't going well, like they have for the last few weeks for riders put in the work, well, they're not getting a game check. They're not getting paid for anything. So I don't really want to put in that huge over, you know, a week of
0: overtime and not get paid for it. But like, I, I, like people that make that argument is like, Okay, bud, you had a bad day at McDonald's. Are you going to go on your off hours to work on the fries? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like, sorry, but- like I, I get it, but these people are human beings too.
1: And I find that gets lost a lot in pro sports is that it's just shut up and play, shut up and dribble, all that kind of stuff. And we forget that these guys are humans with actual lives outside of football. Where football, yes, they are a football player, but that doesn't just des- like that doesn't describe who they are. So I think, especially with this Ryder team right now, with how unfocused they've seemed to be in the last couple weeks, getting away is a good thing. Come back, refocus, have the next couple months, and then you have another bye week. You have two games and then another bye. And hopefully by then everybody's healthy and you have a couple more games against Calgary and you can go into the playoffs ready to go. So, yeah. I know a lot of guys stick around here and that's great and, and good for them they make the decision to do that and awesome but I I'd, I'd go home personally. All right, and one more thing this week here on the Piffle's podcast is our CFL them. and uh full disclosure again recording this show during the Montreal and Winnipeg game. I should actually add Greg and I don't have TVs in the rooms that we're recording this in, Steve is actually watching the game and
0: I'm going to actually just. I'm pulling it up right now. I wonder slogan. if my buddy Gary lied to me.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm Smith, definitely picking Winnipeg. I'm definitely picking Winnipeg. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah, Gary lied to me.
1: Um. Yep. Yeah, I definitely took Winnipeg before. Yep. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the other three games. This. Week, Sorry, started. I just
0: looked at the stats. Eugene Lewis threw a
2: pass. I didn't see that.
0: <laughs> he, he missed but he's over one but he threw a pass
1: um game on friday night calgary at ottawa steve you're picking a tie aren't you
2: i'm picking a tie
1: you always do with these guys i love it
0: well with ottawa having all the dignitaries there and all the people and the, the good good feelings of celebrating 6 years ago their glory years uh, i'm going with calgary <laughs>
1: I mean, it's hard to go against the home team unless it's Ottawa. Or Edmonton. Is, then, in then, which case, it's very easy to do so. So, yeah, Calgary. And not just because Bo by Mitchell had a matching Hawaiian shirt and fanny pack, <laughs> which was awesome, by the way. Didn't think I could like that guy anymore. But Hashtag HDR. <laughs> uh, I'm really interested in this one. And it's about the full series. Hamilton at Toronto. This is the first of four games they play each other in five weeks. Which, to me, I don't know if that's ridiculous or if it's great. Because we all know that rivalry, the last time they played each other, was the playoffs and the East final last year. And an you know, executive like got fired. Yeah, and the fist fight in the stands and everything going on. Like, there's, I mean, there's always a bit of bad blood in this rivalry. But... There might be even more now, and four games in five weeks against each other, two back-to-backs, and then they each play somebody different, and then Labor Day and, and the Labor Day rematch. Oh, I'm looking forward to this, and it's really going to, to me, it kind of determines who takes over first in the
2: in the East. So it's
1: in Toronto this Saturday, Hamilton
2: at Toronto. I, I think my favorite part about this series, before I pick my, make my pick, is that they're finishing off with the Labor Day and Labor Day rematch, that it goes you know, back-to-back back like that at the end, they are going to kill each other. Somebody is going to die on the field. Like they are, The amount of hate that is going to be there by the end of this this series is going to be phenomenal, and I can't wait for it.
0: Andrew Harris's helmet is going to go 10 yards in his head, so it will probably be in it by the end of that uh, series. <laughs> How many <laughs> so times does to...
1: his helmet come off
2: in the series?
0: There better be a prop bet on that. Like, come on.
2: <laughs> 21. That's my that's my guess. Over under. 21. Uh,
0: so I, who are you taking, Steve?
2: I, I got to go with Hamilton. No, Toronto. What am I doing? I got to go with Toronto.
0: I don't trust Hamilton this year. I got to take Toronto.
1: I don't really trust Hamilton either, but ugh, I don't know. just have this weird feeling Hamilton's actually going to win this one. Um, And the last game, Edmonton
2: at BC. (laughs) Wait, where (laughs) is it? In BC. Oh, it's a little tougher. BC by 15 instead of 40.
0: I was going to say, what's the spread of this one? It's a lot. I'll
2: I'll take BC by it. I don't care.
1: I have this weird feeling it's going to be a closer game than it should be. I don't know why. Maybe it's a Chris Jones team coming off a bye week. I have no idea.
2: He did but, just cut like 14 players.
1: And I love this about Chris Jones. If you're not good enough to play, screw it. You're gone. I'm not going to stick with you. I'm going to find somebody else. i love that. Imagine if the, if he was still with the Riders and, the, and had Natai Rogers. Natai Rogers would have been gone halfway through
2: week one. Sean somehow Rogers would. Somehow, Natai Rogers would have been cut from all of football. Like, no reason to stay put. I love that about Chris Jones. I really do.
1: Just if you're not cutting it, if you're not good enough, I will find somebody else. Yeah, I'm going to go through 300 players a year, but I'm going to find the right guys.
0: The poor, anyway, the poor bastard has to keep DC. track of the salary uh, cap <laughs> on all those transactions. It's really easy, just one game at a time. Yeah, they all make the same amount.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I'm still going with BC on that one, but I think
1: it'll be closer than it should be.
2: I mean, it should be 40, so it might be 30. You might be, still be right. I'd, I'd be right.
1: Yeah. Price is right, rules.
2: $1. Yeah. Well,
1: that's going to do it for us this week here on the Piffles podcast. Piffles Podcast, of course, is brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Special thanks as well to Kathy Festian of Royal LePage Regina Realty and Churchill Brewing Company for their support to make this show possible. Piffles Podcast is a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network. And I uh, just want to give a little shout out right now. PFC gets started. Exhibition is this weekend. And, and, uh, and the season starts next Sunday, the 14th. Sunday.
0: Sunday, yeah. one o'clock, Libel Field. So
1: Regina Thunder there and the uh I think the Hilltops play the Winnipeg Rifles in Saskatoon to start the season. Uh, but it's in Saskatoon, I know that. So yep. um go out there, support your local football there. Always good stuff there, and we'll see we'll see the Hilltops and Thunder play each other in the hopefully in the championship game again. Uh
0: well the before that though is football weekend in Saskatchewan, Mosaic Stadium. Uh, that's that weekend's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a ton of fun.
1: That's the uh, September weekend where the Edmonton Elks are here. Uh, September, on yeah, September
0: 17th. You've got uh, the Hilltops and Thunder in the afternoon, and then the Rams and Huskies at night. It's gonna be a fun time.
1: Yeah. So keep that in mind going forward here, and uh, we'll leave you here with "Ghost Behind Your Mind" by Tyler Gilbert.